This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 162. Hey, it's Kim from TennisFixation.com, your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips brings you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure that you're having fun every time you step on court. So if you're anything like me, and I think you are, you're probably doing a variety of strength and flexibility exercises so that you can stay injury-free and play as much tennis as possible for as long as possible. And you might also be practicing hitting with proper technique, not only to get better results, but also to keep those injuries at bay. But have you made sure that your tennis gear is also helping you stay fit and healthy out on court? Specifically, is your tennis racket, probably your most important piece of equipment, helping you to play better tennis Or could it actually be hurting you? In this episode, we're going to talk about common tennis injuries that can be caused by your tennis racket and how you can prevent those from happening to you. But I want to make sure that you stay tuned to the very end of this episode because at the end, I am going to tell you about an incredible resource that you can get access to for all kinds of online tennis instruction from top tennis coaches for free. I'm going to give you the details at the end, but just know if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, go check out tennisfixation.com slash summit, S-U-M-M-I-T, where you can find out all the details about the Tennis Technique Summit. But meanwhile, back to those injuries that can be caused by your tennis racket. The fact is you can do all of the exercising and technique adjustments you want, but if you truly want to prevent yourself from getting an injury, you need to also make sure that you're playing with the right tennis racket and that it is properly tuned up for you. So what do you need to know about tennis rackets and how you can make sure your racket is not causing you injury? I've got five things I want to tell you to look for in your tennis racket. And I'm also going to let you know about past episodes of Tennis Quick Tips where I've expanded on these five things. And just know every resource I mention, I'll have a link to it in the show notes for this episode, which of course you can find at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips162. So here's the first thing you need to be aware of. And that is the stiffness of your racket. So back in episode 43, which was called All About Tennis Rackets, I told you how to pick out your next tennis racket. I told you all the things you should look at. And one of the qualities I talked about that is really important to consider was racket stiffness. Racket stiffness refers to how much your racket will flex or bend or how much it won't flex or bend when you hit a tennis ball. So racket stiffness is measured on a scale of zero to 100. The lower the number is, 
the more flexible the racket is. The higher number indicates a stiffer rackness. So I checked the stiffness of my own racket. I had to go online to find this, and it is a 73. And I think if you are in the mid-60s up to the mid-70s, that's probably a pretty standard, normal range of stiffness for the average recreational tennis player. So how can racket stiffness lead to injury? Well, a racket that is either too stiff or too flexible can have a negative impact on your arm, your wrist, your elbow, and your shoulder. If you have weak arm muscles, for example, or you are using improper technique and you use a racket that is too stiff, you can receive an excessive shock or jar to your arm every time you hit the ball. That would be the shock or jar is the vibration that travels from the racket into your arm as you hit the ball. And over time, this can lead to injury. If your racket is too flexible, on the other hand, you may have trouble generating sufficient power, and this can lead to you overhitting or trying to muscle the ball, and that can increase the chances of injury to your arm, your wrist, your elbow, or your shoulder. Taking racket stiffness into consideration when you're selecting a racket is obviously important. Now, if you're already playing with a racket and the stiffness of it is what it is, don't worry. There are other things that you can do. So we're going to talk about that. Let's talk about number two. The next factor to look at in your racket is the racket weight and balance. So the weight of your racket obviously refers to how heavy or light it is. And the balance is telling you how that weight is distributed across the frame of the racket. Usually a heavier racket gives you more power uh, and it's more stable and less shock will be transmitted to your arm when you make ball contact. A lighter racket allows you to move your racket more quickly and swing faster, but it may end up transmitting more shock to your arm when you make ball contact. The balance of your racket tells you how the weight is distributed across your racket. A head-heavy racket, for example, will often be a lighter overall weight racket, but more of the weight is concentrated in the head of the racket to allow a player to hit with more power and swing speed. A headlight racket, on the other hand, has more weight in the handle or grip of the racket, making it easier to maneuver and control. And there are also balanced rackets, which have more of an even distribution of weight. And these headlight and balanced rackets are often preferred by players who are stronger and can generate their own racket head speed. They don't need that momentum that the head heavy racket can give you. So I know, sounds like a lot to consider. It's not as complicated as you may think. Um, My own racket is lightweight and a little bit head heavy. 
So what types of injuries can happen if you aren't playing with the proper weight and balance of racket? Well, if your racket is too light or if your racket is head heavy, more shock can be transferred to your arm, your wrist, your elbow, and shoulder on ball contact, which can lead to injury. You also may need to hit harder or faster with a lighter racket, which again can lead to injury. Now, if your racket's too heavy, you might have trouble finding that sweet spot to hit with consistently or with generating enough head speed. And again, these mishits or overhitting can lead directly to injury or even to you making adjustments that result in you using improper technique to compensate for your mishits, and that can lead to injury. So again, you need to take racket weight and balance into account when selecting your racket. So just so you know, it is possible to change the weight and balance on your racket to some extent. If you don't want to run out and buy a new racket, you can use lead tape, for example, to customize your current racket. I did this with my own tennis racket, and I talked about how you can do that and how actually simple it is when I did episode 62, which is called Customizing Your Tennis Racket with Lead Tape. So I found that my racket was too light, and I used a little bit of lead tape to add some weight to the head of my racket, and I was a lot happier with the outcome of that. So that is one way that you can change the weight or the balance of your currently existing racket that you're playing with. Number three factor to consider is the grip size on your racket. Your grip is referring to the actual handle of your racket, and the size of your racket grip can lead to injury if you're not careful. If the grip size is too small, you may have to hold your racket tighter to keep proper control of it. And this can result in your forearm muscles working harder than necessary just to keep hold of the racket. Similarly, if your grip size is too large, you may have difficulty keeping a nice, tight, but relaxed hold on the racket you can find out how to determine what your proper grip size is by going to that episode 43, all about tennis rackets. But just know that if you want to increase your grip size, you can do that. You can do it all by yourself by adding a more padded grip or extra over wrap to your racket. And I talked about doing that and again, how simple it is to do in episode 112, which was called Get a Grip on Your Tennis Racket. And just to repeat one more time, I know I'm throwing out a lot of other episode numbers here. I will have links to all of those in the show notes, which will be at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips162. Because here comes another one. Number four thing you need to consider with your racket. And now we're really talking about things that you can easily adjust with your current racket. And that number four is the kind of string that you are using. 
the kind of string you use in your racket can also contribute to the possibility of injury or prevent you from getting an injury. So the episode I did on this one was called What Kind of Tennis String Should You Use? And there's a link to that in the show notes. And that told you all about the different kinds of strings that are out there and why you might choose one over another. Just know that if you play with a multi-filament string like nylon or gut, and I personally play with just a very common nylon string, your string might not be as durable. It certainly won't be the maximum durable that you can buy, but it will be a more flexible string that usually gives you better feel, and both of these qualities can help with preventing injury to your arm and your shoulder. However, if you are someone who um, plays a lot of tennis, like if you were a young junior player, maybe a college level player, you might be playing with a monofilament string. And these are very durable. And you might prefer that if you go through a lot of strings, you're breaking them constantly, and you're trying to keep costs down. But the trade-off with these monofilament strings, because you get all that durability, is the string is much stiffer and it won't give you as much of a trampoline effect when you hit the ball. So the ball doesn't pop off your strings quite as easily. And this can cause, again, the excessive jarring or shock transferring into your arm, your wrist, and your shoulder on ball impact, which can lead to injury. It can also cause you to have to hit harder um, and that to get more power since you have less of that trampoline effect. Again, that harder hitting can lead to injury. So you can play around with strings and try different ones out. I certainly did try out different strings uh, when I was first starting out before settling basically on this very common nylon string. Uh, You can also try different gauges of strings out. I know I have an episode on string gauge, uh, which it's called All About Tennis String Gauge, and I'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, But those are things you can change right now about your strings to make sure that you are not playing with a string that is going to cause you any type of injury. The final thing that you can change on your racket very easily is string tension. String tension is, of course, how tightly or loosely you have your racket strung. A lower string tension will give your racket more of that trampoline effect and will help add power to your shots, while a higher string tension will give you less of that effect, but will give you more control. And of course, I have an episode all about choosing the right string tension, and I recommend you listen to that. It's called What's the Best String Tension for Your Racket? And I'll link to that one too. Just know that if you string your racket too tightly because you're trying to gain control, you may have to hit harder, and this can lead to added stress on your arm, wrist, elbow, and shoulder. However, if you string your racket too loosely, you may have trouble maintaining control, 
and that could lead to small adjustments that you make in your technique to compensate for that. And those technical adjustments, if they are improper, can again lead to injury. So that's a lot of things to think about, I know. But as I said right up front, your tennis racket is your most important piece of equipment. You should be thinking about every single one of these things, especially if you're in the market for a new tennis racket. But even the tennis racket you're playing with right now, you need to make sure that you've done everything you can to tune it up and get it in the best possible playing condition for your game. And I'm not saying that you need to rush out and buy a new racket if you aren't planning on doing that before this episode started. But if you're aware of these five things, some of them can, as I said, be quickly and easily adjusted on your current racket. And I think you should take a good look at your racket. Maybe talk to your pro, your stringer, or another racket professional, maybe where you shop for your tennis stuff, and make sure your racket is in the best shape possible for your game. That will help you remain injury-free and ensure you keep playing tennis for a long, long time. Well, before I sign out here, as I said, I want to make sure that you know about the Tennis Technique Summit. It is an online tennis instruction summit. It is going on right now. Uh, I'm putting this episode out on March 22nd, 2017. And right now, it is absolutely free to get access to this resource. Uh, As I said earlier, you can find out all about it. You can see who the presenters are, the coaches. You can see what the various sessions are. If you go to tennisfixation.com slash summit, S-U-M-M-I-T, just know that there are some incredible coaches in there. And all of this is available for you to watch online. It's video tennis instruction. You can watch it from the comfort of your own home. You get access to all of these lessons for 48 hours. And after that time, uh, the only way you can continue to get access from, from them is if you have bought the all access pass, which I highly recommend. It is um, offered at a very low cost for a limited time. And then you have access to all of that great instruction content for the rest of your life for uh, that one low cost. Check it out just when you have a chance. Please do it in the next few days. Go to tennisfixation.com summit. If you're not interested, that's fine. If you just want to access it for free, that is really great. If you do decide to go ahead and purchase the all-access pass, which I did. Um, I will make a small commission if you purchase that using my link. But you know what? Don't even worry about that. I really do appreciate that if you do that. But at a minimum, get it for free. Just view as much of it as you can. I really, really highly recommend it. And on that note, (laughs) that's it for this week's Tennis Quick Tip. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, happy tennis. Happy tennis.